Hi guys, thanks for listening to Library Overload. This is Susie. And this is Tavia. Before we get started, just wanted to remind you, we have a blog. You can check out all the books that we talk about in every episode. That's libraryoverload.home.blog. We also have an Instagram and a brand new Facebook account. Woo woo! And that is also Library Overload there. going to get into the spirit of back to school yay, yay. or boo or boo whichever I mean, we don't have to go back to school no so, I mean, it's, never it's, again <laughs> i guess it really depends on <laughs> what your opinion of going back to school is but in honor of people everywhere chillins going back to school we're going to do kind of like a back to school episode and talk about books that were on summer reading lists yes it was actually pretty fun it was fun i liked it i did too Kids these days are reading a lot. Yeah. Some of which I'm very proud. Sometimes it bothers me that they're still forcing kids to read stuff that, like, our parents read in school. Mm -hmm. Like, give them a chance to like literature. Mm -hmm. Like, that kind of makes me angry. I don't really think anyone needs to read The Catcher in the Rye. I mean, not The Catcher in the Rye. Yeah. The Catcher in the the Rye is a big one. Lord of the Flies is a big one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some of them... I think there are more relevant things for us to be reading. Yes. And I read a brand new edition to Summer Reading. Nice. That was hella good. Really excited to talk about it. Awesome. But I digress. So I am excited to talk about what we read. Me too. Yes. And yay or boo, we're back to school. <laughs> <laughs> we thought it was yay because we got to check out some I know. Summer Reading. I'm sure my stepdaughter thinks it's Boo. Yeah. Because I don't know. I'm certain. I don't know if she's touched her summer reading list um, quite yet. She's still still got a little time. We'll we'll see if she makes it. (laughs) Okay. So I will start. I read this book actually in fifth grade, so it was fun to revisit it. I read it in Fifthville with Mrs. Hayne. (laughs) She called fifth grade Fifthville. It was so cute. I love love teachers who make life fun. She did. She was a really fun teacher. And she, uh, so we read Island of the Blue Dolphins. That's by Scott O'Dell. I read that too when I was younger. Really? Mm -hmm. I had a fifth grader come into the bookstore and looking for it. And I was like, I read this in Fifthville. And she was like, what? (laughs) She did not. Kids today do not think we were cool. No matter what we say. Not at all. She was not amused at all. (laughs) Thought I was nuts. But anyway, so this is about a 12-year-old girl. She is stuck on a Western Pacific Island. Her It's a village that has been there for as long as she knows. And one day ships come to take them off the island. They can finally move somewhere bigger. They can uh, grow their village, all of that. Well, she's boarding the boat and figures out that her brother has gone back and the boats are about to leave. So she runs to get her brother. They get back to the docks and the ship has left them. So it follows them and how they survive, how they take care of each other. Do they ever leave the island? Are they stuck there forever? It's it's really awesome for young girls and boys to see a young girl surviving and being capable mm-hmm. and taking care of herself and being sure of herself. Yes. And a strong female protagonist for yes. like a middle grade read. Yeah. It's just it's awesome. Yeah. It's really sweet. And it's like a it's a woman of color. It uh, is female protagonist, yes. which is yes. For when it was written, it's kind of a badass thing. Yeah, I think I don't quote me, but I think this was published in the seventies. 
I thought it was in the eighties, but yeah, it could could be somewhere. It's right older, mm-hmm. so it's it is uh, it's great. I really I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. It's because it's a little older. I feel like sometimes the writing back then wasn't as colorful mm-hmm. as it is now. Not as descriptive, unless you're Tolkien. And <laughs> it was it was a little bit like she went to the dock. She did this, so it was a little bit staccato in that Mm -hmm. but it's still a great story it was really fun fifthville mrs hayne made it really fun to read so yeah i think it's i thought it was a great a great story do you think the writing style is indicative of it being like a middle grade read or do you think it is because of the time i think it's a little bit of both i think harry potter changed the game quite honestly and that's that's probably true because a lot of the middle grade stuff that i've read more recently and loved is after harry Mm -hmm. potter so no that's that's probably very very true so it may have just been that's how it was back mm-hmm. then and so maybe now people really have to step step up their game if they're going to keep middle schoolers attention right so there's so many other things going on like right tv and movies and video, video games, games and yeah there's a lot going on and youtube kids love youtube right kids now love watching other kids playing play video vi- games it drives me nuts yeah. like how is that fun yeah my sister was telling me my nephews like this guy ryan's toy review and he's a kid he's like six or seven or eight or something that's like that. nuts but he's like the number one youtuber and he like now has his own line of toys and i can't all even. he did was play with toys and talk about them i cannot right and now they're like bajillionaires <laughs> we should do that <laughs> i don't know if adults will watch get other adults playing with toys we'll see people watch weirder things they might send us to like <laughs> might lock us up (laughs) but anyways island of the blue dolphins i thought it was cute i still think it's a great story even if it isn't as descriptive and as beautiful as it could have been if it was written at a different time i do think the story is still great Mm -hmm. so as an adult what star rating would you give it i I don't know i want to just say three but my gut is more like two and a half just because it the writing could be I, I don't want to say better but it could be more descriptive it mm-hmm. could it could have more but i i do i do like the premise of it a lot so cool. that cool, cool. that bumps it up a little bit nice well i'm gonna start with the giver by lois flowery that's a big deal it's a big deal kids still have to read that too yeah i mean i, I think that it's relevant yeah but i did not care for it i mm. gave it two stars that's really weird. When I saw that you gave it two stars, I was like, I can't rem- I remember reading it, but I don't remember what I rated it. And I gave it four, which is weird. That is weird. Maybe my rating of it was because I got to the end of the book mm-hmm. and realized it's a series. And yeah. It's a you don't, when you go on Goodreads, it says the giver, number one. Do you not? No. You, what is I, wrong? I totally missed that. So I got to the end of the book and it's like, what I think the it's, heck? I think it's I've it's a three or four book series, yeah. I believe. But I didn't like it enough to continue the series. Really? So I was just really irritated that it just stopped where it stopped. I thought it was really great. It The book reminds me kind of, sort of, of The Village by M. Night Shyamalan. Which I have not seen. Oh, well then, that it means nothing to you then. Listeners... No. <laughs> 
The Village M. Night Shyamalan was one of those movies that, like, it completely turns you upside down. Well, it's M. Night Shyamalan. I know, I know. But it was one of his earlier ones, so it was, like, still hella good. And so The Giver, when I got to the end and it totally twists, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, it's like The Village. Like, it was it, – I really enjoyed it, too. And I didn't read The Giver until I was older as well. Yeah, I, you know, I, I read this not too long ago, but basically the premise of it is that 12-year-old Jonas lives in a, an ideal world until he receives his life assignment as the receiver. So the world is, like, completely black and white. Everything is the same yeah. and homogenous. There's no color. They call it the sameness. Um, so once it's, he... It's an earlier dystopian-esque yes, book. Yes, yes. Um, and your family units are not the people who give birth to you. Like, they take one man and one woman and assign them each a boy and a girl to raise. Mm. And Jonas gets to be the receiver, which means he gets to get all of the memories that the current giver has. So it's like the premises the giver is going to be passing on soon, and he has to give all of humanity's memories to one person because if the general public had all this knowledge it would be a crazy place we couldn't keep the sameness so jonas starts receiving the memories and he begins to understand that the secrets and the sacrifices that got them to the place of sameness and is it really a good thing Mm -hmm. and the more he gets the memories he starts seeing colors Mm -hmm. he starts seeing things differently and I mean, it was okay. <laughs> I just didn't. It wasn't my thing. Yeah, it was. I, I found it a bit tedious and boring, mm. and I was real pissed that it just stopped. <laughs> so you know, there's that. I do want to continue the series because I've only read The Giver as well. Mm-hmm. I would like to continue the series and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. I totally understand why it's a relevant read for children. Yeah, or or for you know high schoolers. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I've already learned these lessons. Yeah. So I don't really need them right now. Gotcha. And I felt that the delivery of it was a bit just kind of meh. Yeah. Yeah. It goes back to like kind of how we were talking about like it's a little older and they didn't write as descriptively. Mm-hmm. And it's well before Harry Potter as well. Yes. So, yeah. Um, it's, it, it is an early dystopian kind of like post-apocalyptic kind yeah. of thing. And it just, I don't know. I thought it could be better. Mm-hmm. I feel it like okay. I feel like Veronica Roth probably took some uh, inspiration from that to write Divergent. I think so. Yeah. Because I can definitely see, and now like, because I I know I've read it and I remember bits and pieces, but it's mm-hmm. been many books ago. Mm-hmm. So when you were describing it again, I was like, no, yeah, that's she definitely mm-hmm. got some inspiration and from I, that. I can see that it it being like a catalyst and platform mm-hmm. for lots of dystopian oh yeah kind of stuff because um, there's a lot of that that is you know divided up and we're the same and it's you know mm-hmm. whatever but it just you know maybe it just, it just wasn't my thing yeah i i don't love the dystopian thing unless right. like hunger games loved divergent i liked it until the last book and then i hated it <laughs> See, I am very weird. I loved the way it ended. I know. We've talked about this on numerous <laughs> occasions. I, I don't think I'll ever be okay, and you've well, made peace with it. I, I did make peace with it. It took me a minute. Like, I was very upset with the ending, but not irate. I was just more upset about the characters that I loved. I can't even watch the movies. Like, Well, the movies were crap, well, so... I watched I think the first one, but then by the time the, the next one came out, the last book had come out, and yeah. I haven't seen any of the other ones. I didn't see the second 
no, I didn't see the second movie either, but I'm pretty sure the third went straight to DVD. And probably because people were pissed. No, it's because the movies were crap. And people were pissed. Nobody wants to watch that terrible ending <laughs> that was bad enough to read about it. I thought it made sense. Like, I'm sure that it did, but that's not what I want from life. <laughs> like, I want, I want more. I get it. I do. Okay. My next pick is probably my favorite of a bunch. I'm pretty sure I gave it five stars. This one is Refugee by Alan Gratz. So this one is about three different 10, 11-year-olds, maybe 12-year-olds, and in different times of need. Oh, I were going to say different times, and I was like, I love that. Well, no. (laughs) Yeah. Like, so there's Joseph, who is a Jew in the 1930s. There is Isabel, who is a Cuban in the 90s. And then I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. I think it's Mahmoud. Mahmoud. I'm not sure. probably. Mahmoud. He is Syrian in 2015. So it follows these refugees on their journeys. And their lives somehow intertwine eventually. And That's awesome. It was was fantastic. Like – the lessons that kids now reading this, like the empathy that you will you will get as a youngin reading, like oh my god, it's a very leftist book for them to put on some required reading. I like it. I initially I thought I thought that too, but it wasn't even about like it wasn't even about like support the refugees. It was more like learn from these stories. Like it was more just empathy and understanding, awesome. and it was. I thought it was beautifully done. Each one is a huge journey for each of them. And each one of them has to go over a body of water. And they're running from police, Nazis, the the Taliban, and then, of course, the Coast Guard coming from Cuba. Like, each one is, is going over water, is running. And it's, of course, there's heartbreak and there's mm-hmm. loss and tragedy in just terror but then there's hope and there's beauty and it's all i i couldn't choose which story i loved more like it was it was wonderful i thought it and when i eventually when i initially heard people asking for refugee looking for it for summer reading when i saw it and read the jacket i was like okay this is this is interesting this is a new addition to summer mm-hmm. reading and thank god that they're finally adding new relevant books mm-hmm. like oh my gosh i could like go for days about mm-hmm. how summer reading needs to be updated and mm-hmm. school required reading needs to be changed like give kids a chance to love mm-hmm. literature because the way they're going about it it's not going to work right so, but I, I thought Refugee was amazing. Yeah. Five stars from me. Awesome. That's very yeah. exciting. Well, on that note, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. All right. Welcome back. Uh, I'm going to start with my next book, which is The Book Thief by Marcus Zusak. Very nice. Yes. And I don't know if I said that right. It's, it's spelled Z-U-S-A-K. So that's what we're going with. Zusak sure. works for me. This is another one that I think, as a recent addition, is wonderful because, I mean, The Diary of Anne Frank is wonderful, mm-hmm. and it's good, and I think you should read it, but I also think this highlights other yeah. issues in a more captivating way. Yeah. I, I think The Diary of Anne Frank is a bit, like, pushed too much, 
and and I don't think it's not good. I I enjoyed it. I loved it. But I I just think this was better. Yeah. Maybe because it was fiction. I don't know. Maybe. And it's the descriptor is there. The narrator is so awesome. Right. Like so. Yeah. I I it has uh it has more color to it. Mm-hmm. It has yeah. I understand. This is in 1939 Germany. Well, 1939 through you know mm-hmm. the war. So you know it's going to be heartbreaking. It's going to be like I cried big crocodile tears, <laughs> sobs, uncontrollable. So just be prepared for that. But basically it's 1939. Uh, Liesel steals a book from the graveside of her brother. That's Death's Handbook. Like basically a, a grave digger's guide mm-hmm. to how to bury someone basically. But it sparks her love affair with books. Um, and so then she's sent away to live with a foster family because she's Jewish and she's sent to live with a non-Jewish family during Nazi Germany. She soon is stealing books from the Nazi burning piles, and then the mayor's wife, she, like, sneaks into her library and starts stealing books that way. Mm-hmm. When her, Then through a series of events, her foster family hides a Jewish man in their basement, mm-hmm. and Liesel starts reading the books to him. And basically, his world and her world are both, like, opened up and closed at the same time. Like, you learn so much, and it, like, opens your eyes, but it also, like, makes you realize where you are at the same time. Yeah. But, and, like, the narrator is amazing. I'm not going to tell you about that because it would be a spoiler. But it's just... Well, I think that's, like, it's literally the first sentence of the book. Is it? Yeah. You think it's okay? Yeah, no, well, I, it's the, the first sentence. The yeah. narrator of the book is death. And it's so cool because, of course, it's World War II. There's death everywhere. So mm-hmm. death visits her often. Yes. And it's, oh. It's, and so it talks about when he comes and goes and when he sees her and what's happening in her life mm-hmm. and her, you know, journey. And it's just, oh, it's completely beautiful and breathtaking it is it's gorgeous I, I think everyone should read it i mean even if you don't like historical fiction or whatever mm-hmm. it's just a beautiful beautiful book mm-hmm. i'm like i mean everyone knows i'm not a big historical fiction fan and i especially don't love the bleakness of world war ii just on its mm-hmm. own like it's it's a horrible time in the world mm-hmm. so i don't love that period but the book was worth it in order to experience the gorgeousness that was that manuscript. Right. It's and, I mean, a little Jewish girl living in this foster family, stealing books from the Nazi burning mm-hmm. piles to read. Like, uh, it's just, yeah, it's so, so, so incredible. And the movie is actually really good, too. I don't think I've seen it. It's really good. It's got Jeffrey Rush in it, who I love. Oh, is he the foster father? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Papa. Love Papa. Yeah. It was, I, I think every man, woman, child, dog, and cat should read this book immediately. I will have. It was that good. I will have the animals read it good. tonight. I need you to get them on board with this. <laughs> Rowan and Logan and Harley, mm-hmm. they all need to know. Yes. Yes. But I think that because it's so beautiful and because it's so, like you said, descriptive and different with death as the narrator, mm-hmm. it it makes it more vivid and understandable and relatable mm-hmm. than the Diary of Anne Frank, which is still, you know, it's still poignant. Important. It's, still, it's important. still important. Yeah. But I think switching 
the reading for that time period up to this mm-hmm. for the modern time it makes yeah. it just makes so much sense yeah yeah it's it is it's a gorgeous book okay my last book I actually didn't know was a book I saw the movie as a kid and it's Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nim. And this is by Robert C. O'Brien. Did you see this movie as a kid? No. And I haven't read the, I've heard of it, but uh-huh. I have never seen the movie or read the book. I didn't realize it would be required reading. I thought it was like a fantasyful. It, it's, what's the, the kids book uh, version? Like the Newberry? Newberry. Yeah. Some kids have to read a Newberry book. Uh-huh. And I recommended this to a kid that came to the bookstore. That's and I was awesome. like, it's so cute. So I was like, you know what? I've never read it. I've got to read it. You know another? I saw that on your list. And I was like, why is she reading this? It's so cute. <laughs> but it makes sense now. Um, actually, did you know that? Do you remember the book, the movie, Indian in the Cupboard? Yes. That's a book. I didn't well, know that knew, was a book. Yeah, I knew that was a book because that was one we read in school. Really? Mm-hmm. I missed out on some good stuff. I didn't know it was a book, and I Dark almost private read, school. I know. Um, I almost read that one, but mm-hmm. I'm really glad I I went with this one. That's good. So I I saw it at my store, and so I requested it at the library. It was a really slim book, so I was like, I can knock this out in like an afternoon. When I pick up the library book, I had the large print edition because it was the only one they had, <laughs> so it's like and it's thing. giant. And I was like, holy <laughs> crap! Like I can't, I can't read That's that. Amazing. All. Oh my gosh, it's so huge. And the writing, I had Chris read it from across the room. (laughs) It's giant. We're going to take a picture of this. No, it's so funny. But no, when I first picked up, I was like, holy (laughs) crap, this is 400 pages. Yeah, but there's only like six words per page. I (laughs) know. Giant. But no, Chris could literally read it from across the room. This is like, so a teacher can read it in like. I guess. You know, I've never understood how teachers can read upside down. That's not a thing I can do. I don't know. But no. It was, <laughs> it was so funny. I freaked out at first because I had like three days to read it. That's and I hilarious. was like, I'm never going to finish. It's also got illustrations in it. It too. does. A few. Yeah. So in case you don't, you haven't heard. So this is about Mrs. Frisbee. She is a mouse. She has three children. One of them, Timothy, is has gotten very sick and he is unable to move from their winter home to their summer home. Their winter home is in the farmer's garden in a cinder block. And they have to move before he starts plowing for the springtime. And he's so sick and he can't be moved. And so she goes and asks the rats to help them, uh, to help Mrs. Frisbee and her children relocate. And it comes about that her... Um, her late husband, Mr. Frisbee, was a was a very good friend of the rats, but the rats are very different. They're very old, but very strong. They can read. They can operate electricity. They have machinery in their den, and they're very different. Interesting. So it comes. So you eventually find out, and I think this is in the synopsis. But you find out that the rats were actually experimented on. And this is why they've lived so long. And this is why they're so smart. But it goes in detail about what happened to them. How they become who they are. How they got to where they are. So good. This was written in 1971. And it was like it could have been published yesterday. Like, I, I Does it have a happy ending? 
it does have a good ending. Okay, good. Um, I'll be okay now. Yeah, but it was I I loved it. Like I thought it was great. It was so descriptive. I I loved it. I thought it was perfect. That's awesome. It could have been it literally it could have been published yesterday. There was nothing in it that screamed that it was from the 70s. There was not like it was so nice. good. Like That's I awesome. really really enjoyed it. So yeah, me and my my large print book. Yeah, we With were readability. Yeah. <laughs> I will have to take a picture and show you guys, but it was I loved it. I thought it was great. And now I'm going to have to track down the movie. I know I saw the movie was as it a, a cartoon. Kid. It was. And I'm it kind of scared me, but I don't know why it scared me. I don't know what parts scared me. Probably and talking so- rats who can read. That's terrifying for adults. <laughs> but it was li- and so I'm going to have to track it down. I'm going to have yeah. to read it cuz I'm going to be very upset if I find that one day there's a rat in my house and it can read. That would be awesome. You know how much money you would make if you had a reading rat? Well, why would you want to exploit the reading rat you just want why would you be scared of the reading rat because it could overthrow the government or something (laughs) i don't know it sounds terrifying (laughs) (laughs) anyways mrs frisbee and the rats of nim i thought it was awesome it's a mom trying to take care of her family and she is getting shit done and i don't know why i thought that it was a totally different oh really i thought it was like some sort of fantasy like I mean, technically, it's talking mice and rats, and there's right, a shrew and an owl, a clever owl, yes, a very wise owl, nice, and a crow. Love the crow. Why are you so excited about the crow? I love all the talking animals. I wish I could talk to animals. <laughs> That's so funny. I saw a thing once. Um, it said, you know, Disney. I'm not really disappointed in the lack of Prince Charmings, but I'm really sad. That the woodland creatures don't help me clean up more I often. I would love to have some <laughs> creatures. I had a... Um, as long a, as you can't read, apparently. Oh, my gosh. I had a cute little chipmunk that lived b- below my, my balcony, my deck outside. It was so cute. Sometimes he would just... He would come out from his little hole and he would sit on my on my deck and just chill. And Did I he do that little... Hand motion. Hands under mm-hmm. the chin. Yeah. You, you guys should cute. see this. We should do a video one day, but she literally, she was putting her hands under her chin, like making cute little innocent. I know, he's a cute little chipmunk. I've never seen chipmunks do that. I've also never seen them wear bomber jackets or Hawaiian shirts, so, you know. Chippendale. Mm-hmm. Love. <laughs> yeah, it's so cute. I loved it awesome. so much. Awesome. Glad you enjoyed it. Now, I know why you were reading it. I was really confused <laughs> about it. My last book is one of Susie's favorites. <laughs> It's called Orphan Train. Oh, Lord. This is another book that I made us read that I loved and, and I hated. hated. <laughs> but Was it, isn't this another World War II one? No. Oh, okay. No. Wait, why were they being on trains then? I'll get there. Okay, I'm sorry. Continue. It's by Christina Baker Klein. Okay. So basically, it's one of my favorite things. It's the story of uh, there's a 91-year-old woman. Uh, She has a hidden past, and a teenage girl whose troubled youth leads her and Vivian together, and they're going to help each other out. So then Vivian and Molly are going through Vivian's stuff in her attic. Uh, Basically, Vivian needs someone to help her clean out her attic, and Molly is a troubled youth who's on the verge of aging out of the foster home system. So basically, as they clean out the attic, Vivian tells Molly the story of her childhood. It's an old lady looking back, and you know I do Always. love that. Basically, Vivian was an Irish immigrant who, in the late 20s, early 30s, 
lost her family, so then was an orphan, and was put on what they called orphan trains, which is a real thing that happened. And she was sent to the West, like the Midwest, like Kansas. Is that considered Midwest? Yeah. Somewhere out there near the leg and the boot. And, you know, like, before Louisiana. Kansas is very square. But you know what I'm talking about. Louisiana at the bottom makes a boot. and Like like a foot. All the way up. It looks like a leg on the map. Sure. Cool. You got it. (laughs) Anyway, so basically it's the story of how Vivian survives. Basically, she's shuffled around from a couple of different foster homes. She's sent out there. She gets off the train station. Someone's going to adopt her. And they're like, man, I don't really want her. I was really looking for a boy. Mm-hmm. And it's just very, very, very. Kind of like h- Anne Shirley. Yes. It's very heartbreaking, though. And Vivian goes through some stuff. Mm. But you know from the onset that she survives and is an old woman and has right. a comfy life. And. But there's stuff that's hidden that you don't know about. It was just a really gritty portrayal of what it would have been like to be an orphan during that time, uh, during the Depression. And basically, you know, you have no one. And then it's the Depression, yeah. And then Irish immigrants, or like immigrants in general, were so persecuted at Mm -hmm. that time that basically – being Irish was not a good thing. And they they told her that she should get rid of her Irish accent right. to get adopted. Um, she had red hair. They're like, no one's going to want a redhead. You know, that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, she had a lot of negatives. But she she survived. She made it. Uh, and it was just, it was beautiful. And I love that it's being taught now. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the story of Irish immigrants and the persecution that they suffered in the early part of the the. 21st or the 20th century is really significant i think yeah and it's not talked about a lot no man uh, i thought it was a beautiful book Susie didn't care for it so much because it was very gritty Ugh, i don't very, like bleak yeah but there is a, a light at the end of the tunnel there is i just i need i need more light than tunnel <laughs> i've never heard anyone say that. i just that's thought of funny. it i was so smart that's really funny um but i, I just really liked it mm-hmm. um but you know it's set in two time zones or two time settings. You love old ladies I love talking old about ladies their life. <laughs> because, again, I sincerely hope that someone records my life <laughs> and gives it to someone as like a, a life lesson of, you know, how to be awesome. Or I promise that if something. I live longer than you, I will do my damnedest to make that happen. Cool. I've got to get some more like shenanigans in. No, though. you need more stories for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a good thing that nothing's happened to me, but <laughs> no, no bleakness in this tunnel. Right. But <laughs> nobody wants to know about all the awesomeness, I guess. <laughs> I got to get out there and do some stuff. But I really did like it. I thought it was really good. And I'm glad that it's not just all of these old literary classics. Mm-hmm. Um, they're adding some new stuff in there, which is really awesome. Yeah. Just more. More, please. Yes. Please, sir. <laughs> Maybe have some more. <laughs> <laughs> I also think of um, that, uh, what is it, Dave Chappelle? Y'all got any more of them whatever's left? I don't, <laughs> I don't ever mind. It's, it's like he's a crack addict and he's like covered in powder on his face. Oh, God. Yes, I do know what you're talking about. <laughs> Y'all got any more of them crack or something left? I, I have no idea. Uh, crack cocaine? Yes. <laughs> but there's memes everywhere of it yeah. changing. So. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun story. (laughs) You should tell that one when you're old. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, so many people are going to want to read my book. <laughs> Lord, as long as it's not about World War II, I would be happy to read your book. <laughs> yes. Maybe I'll figure out a way to make it. No. <laughs> no. Yes. I do sincerely want to be an old woman looking back on my life. That's tell the best story, though. We'll have to find a youngin to yes. come so you can tell them the story. That's how it always yes. is. I'll need, like, a grandchild of some sort. Yes. A great-grandchild. Yeah. A Even troubled better. youth. Yes. Troubled youths are the best. <laughs> you because can they teach them to, life yes. lessons. They need to learn about your plight in life. Perfect. Yes. All right. <laughs> well, that was fun. <laughs> I am I am very glad that we, we read the books that we did. Yeah, I thought it was a great episode. Yeah. Um, I'm very pleased. I want everyone to go read them as well. Yes. Hippity hop. Read the, the rats of Nim. <laughs> it's so good. Yes. Be terrified of talking rats. Oh, brother. <laughs> All um, right, guys. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.